Hey, you fucking <laughs> bastards! Uh, oh, that's, that's fantastic. Oh, good. Trailer Park! What do we do? Nathan, we watch trailers. Five of them, to be exact. And we gauge trailer by trailer whether or not we are worried or nathan excited i'm worried i am excited holy shit i'm excited that's awesome i'm worried some might call us trailer predictor professionals tpp you guys are buying into what they're selling like a pedophile selling candy from a van and you are already got your seatbelt on here comes pissy pants i i gotta go worried sorry everybody nathan yes andrew yes daniel can we get on with this fucking show (laughs) that's right everybody that's the new mantra get on with the fucking show you know, the Sad Sack Studio board of directors come down hard on me. They say, fast-paced, do this, do that. And you know what? It's a little bit frustrating. It makes, makes me a little bit upset. Mm, they did. They came down hard. They cut down the show. They said there was too much competition on the network. Bullshit. Anyway, welcome to episode 102, or as Daniel's referring to it, season two, episode two. That's right. Uh, Daniel, how- episode seasons, you know what that says? Balls. Well, this is where we really catch our stride. Yeah. No. Any great sitcom, season two, season three, that's where it takes off. That's fucking true. She's not four year seasons. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We put in the time, we put in the practice. Well, now we're pros. Welcome, everyone, to the professional Trailer Park Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. That sounds good. The energy feels good tonight. Welcome to everyone here tonight. Um, To Amanda, to Chelsea, to Daniel. I miss the old intro. To myself. But there's no more uh, feminine wiles in this one. Well, I like that the, I'm included. My one word entry was exciting. Bastic penetration. Is that what you miss? Yeah, I miss. And the being birthed into the episode. Mm. Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. It's coming. <laughs> well, I mean, Daniel said he's not going to do any more uh, sexual positions. So. Oh, you're retired. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, he retired. Although yeah. 102 does kind of strike me as a cuckold. Jesus fucking Christ. Well, just by default, Damn all it. all three-digit episodes are going to be three ways. Right, but the, the two strikes me as someone that's crouched on their knees doing something, whether that's watching, which is what I think is happening, or participating in some way. I'm not too sure. Eagerly waiting to receive the load. Right, the load from the... That's the true cuckolding. From the circle. When the, the husband circle. takes the load. Oh, my God. Can we move on? When the husband takes a load. <laughs> no, it's like a person standing and then a round object of some kind. That, of course, is a pussy. Okay. Is that what that is? Is that what the circle is? I never really got the breakdown of the sexual don't, positions. No. I don't know anymore. All I, You know what? How come you guys don't bring stuff to me? Oh. You know, I always prepare stuff for you, but you guys don't ever bring anything to me. Oh, I no, thought the she, sack brought everything. Oh. What's going on here? Intern, what's your fucking problem? I don't know. Every comment you've made since we <laughs> opened up the show has been contradictory and adversarial and confrontational. Yeah. Yeah. He's... Why? Why? <laughs> That's what guys... we need more of. We need some classic intern music. Mm. I need him singing. I need him <laughs> oh, <yeah>. drunk. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, can we get a montage of mm-hmm? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have a montage of mm-hmm. I do have an intern montage that I could play that everyone's very familiar with. But that's mm-hmm. yeah. Can we set it to reggae? 
<laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I feel like that's the musical genre that best fits the intern. He's the whitest person I know. Is there ukulele in uh, reggae? Oh, there can be. There can I think be. it's time. I think it's time he introduced it. I think it's time. That's what the intern is known for. That's how uh, intern breaks out his like professional musical career. What if he revolutionizes reggae and it's just the intern on top of all these like hard cut black dudes? <laughs> Uh, yep, just uh, playing No Woman No Cry on my ukulele. They're just championing you on on their shoulders as you like pluck away at your ukulele, making real <laughs> spastic beats. Uh, it's in you. Lovely. I feel it. Do you guys even know what's going on out there? Do you even know? This is a movie show. Do you even know what's true. going on? This is uh, why what? we don't prepare anything because what's when we happening start in the talking, world? we go off the rails. Do, do you know? Do you know that Disney is donating all of the profits from Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 to charities in support of child abuse? Did you know that? Figures they'd support child abuse. <laughs> God damn. Well, it's not true. Yeah. Okay, they fired James Gunn, yes, but they didn't. Uh, don't, they're keeping all the money. Why did they fire James Gunn? Well, he sent out some tweets in 2009 and 2010, some pretty awful tweets about making jokes about pedophilia. And my point is that they were already there when they hired him. <laughs> right. Right. That's what's... So they're, they're going to keep the money, but get out. Right. Why, why do we have to be adults about this on both issues? Like, I'm both like, I'm all about having fun and making uh, vulgar jokes. But when you look at his history, you're like, whew, every other tweet, uh, you're coming in some kid's face. Jesus. <laughs> so it's a little questionable. But yes, they've been there forever. Yeah. He made you two movies that and uh, hundreds of millions of dollars. What's the problem? It's not convenient to explain ourselves so we'll take action and fire you so that we look like we're taking oh, a stand. This means I, I can never direct a Disney movie. No. Wow. They will come back to these 102 episodes. Wow. Wow. My God. Do you guys even know? Do you guys even know what Top Gun 2 is even about? Do you guys even know that? Probably don't even know that. I don't know, but isn't Miles Teller going to be in it? That's right, Amanda. Miles Teller is going to be in it. He's Goose's son. Mm-hmm. Oh, they kind of look the same. Wrigley, Riot, Bradshaw. Wait, okay, so wait. This, just from the way you guys are talking about it, it sounds like this is a real thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really yeah. yeah. Directed by Joseph Konsinski. Who's that? Pedophile. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it. Most likely. Is it called Top Gunner? Top Gun 2, <laughs> colon. Top. No, Top Gun, colon, just Top Maverick. Gun Maverick. What? But his it's... handle's Riot. No. No, uh, well. it's going to be good. It's from the guy who directed Tron Legacy, mm. Oblivion, and Only the Brave. Thank you. Oh, good. So it's definitely going to be boring. Right. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be about Maverick being a, a an instructor and Wrigley Riot Bradshaw being like, you killed my dad. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like an 11-minute scene of him just fixing a plane. Then Val Kilmer, Kilmer will step in. Uh, yep. There's got to be a volleyball 280 scene. pounds, full ponytail. Oh. <laughs> I think Val Kilmer's got to die in that one. Probably. Is he actually in the cast list? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, he makes a cameo. He's had, oh, he's... man. I hope it's like he's super washed up. <laughs> he just has, like sad 22 year old Thai girls hanging around his apartment. Uh, he's all drunk. Uh, Iceman. Uh, uh. <laughs> I was Jim Morrison. You guys are describing his actual life. Do you, guys, yeah, I know. do you guys even know? You probably don't even know. You probably don't even know this. Do you guys even know? who the villain is in the upcoming Fast and Furious spinoff. You probably don't even know. 
Probably don't even know. Spinoff? Whoa, 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 whoa. They don't even know. Yeah, Statham and The Rock are making a spinoff, and that's why there's been so much drama with Vin Diesel and um, Ty- Tyrese. Well, that was, that was a rumor. That no, was no, like no, a no, rumor. No, no, no. This shit's real. Real life. Real life. <laughs> spreading the brand thin diesel's pissed about it yeah you don't want to spin off at that when you're about to make movie nine that was vin's point is like can you wait on this shit till we're done with the 10 yeah do the 10 and the rock basically flipped him the bird and said we're doing it no rock i disagree here <laughs> be the first 10 movie ra- car franchise that makes 10 billion dollars do that first then you want to branch off and water down the brand go ahead but do you know who the villain is in the spinoff oh it's like an automatic god i do tell me nathan no it's a transformer it's idris elba yes i knew that i did know that although chelsea yes i would have also accepted bumblebee (laughs) (laughs) like you knew (laughs) it's yeah that's what the spinoff is it's a combination uh of Transformers and Fast and Furious. I would fucking take a Transformers Dude, Fast that and would, Furious that crossover. might save the Transformer franchise. <clears throat> it's how they save each other. Yes. Except Fast and Furious isn't failing. Optimus Prime is like, it's all about family. What's the name of this <laughs> movie? The next uh, Fast and Furious or the spinoff? The spinoff. It's just called a spinoff at this point. Oh, it's really... Don't get out of control here. It's... Well... I actually think that Vin Diesel is the weakest part of Fast and the Furious. Him and that lady that he's married to or has a kid with or whatever. Michelle. Sister? Yeah, yeah he's, he's like become, yeah. He's sort of there just as sort of an anchor for the whole thing, but you don't really pay attention. Yeah, yeah. that scene at the end, with, we just watched the last one and he's like holding the baby and making yeah. a speech about family. I was like, oh, Lord. Yeah. No, we're, I'm going to talk about Fate of the Furious a little bit later. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. I digress. Do you guys even know? You you probably don't even know this. You probably don't even know how much money Netflix is going to fucking spend this year on original content in 2018. You probably don't even fucking know. Do we even know that we've been... $500 billion. That we've been spun (laughs) into a segment? Can't even tell. Do you know know that you've been accidentally put into a segment? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You know what? They're tracking to spend between $12 and $13 billion. Oh, my God. So I was close. And that includes... Handing $150 million no. to Michael Bay to make oh, something yeah. called Six Underground that's going to star wow. Ryan Reynolds. And it's about six billionaires who fake their own deaths and form an elite team to take down bad guys. <laughs> yes. I will watch it. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, Dead, Deadpool writers and Ryan Reynolds and Michael Bay, six billionaires who fake their own deaths to become an elite team of Batmans. Oh, it's going to be jokes to the max, that's for sure. It is It is weird, though. I wonder if they'll continue... Because you notice how Netflix movies have their own sort of sheen on them, where they're not quite cinema, but they're definitely not TV movies either. Mm-hmm. They're like right in between. It's I like wonder him. if they'll ever escape that. Oh, we got a, we got one in our lineup tonight that'll uh, help elaborate on your on your feedback. Mm. Don't worry, he won't get very far on foot. The answer is no. <laughs> mm. Well, we'll talk about Dow later. Yeah, <laughs> Amanda's been trying to guess what the uh, the totter what? is all day. All day, I can't get it. Mm. I got no fucking clue. The totter? No. The totter? The totter? Yeah. You guys that's... texted about the totter? Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, that's something you need to know here. If you've never listened to Trailer Pro Podcast, it's uh, five different trailers: uh, the headliner, the teeter, the fulcrum, the totter, and the five hole. 
<laughs> Those are the friendly names that we've given them. Oh, and by the way, Scarlett Johansson uh, took on a role to be a trans man in a movie. Bunch of social justice warrior backlash. Quit the movie. I I was uh, I was going to try to bring back a segment so I could talk about this oh. and be uh, angry about it. Oh, why? Because a, a nobody nobody wants to see the movie to begin with. How with actors it. are turning down roles, doing their job because somebody says that it's offensive. Oh. Yes. What the fuck. The funniest well, I was part. Extra disappointed in her because her initial reaction when the backlash first occurred was like people were like coming to her for comment or to her people for comment, and she was like, "Go talk to Jared Leto's people and everybody yeah, else who's not a transgender person who's played a transgender character and won awards for it." And then a few days later, she quit. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't care if you make this movie or not, but, you know. Right. You should just, that's the whole, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> In turn, I think maybe you should speak on this topic because this is a, an area where you should be outraged. And I feel you're rarely outraged in this area. Close, close to right? home. Close to home for you. Go ahead. Why, when this is your sole job is to act, you take a job to play something that you're not. This seems like the direct thing that actors... All, almost all actors would be like pretty happy to take on this role um, because it would be difficult to do nice challenge in acting. Let's do it. I don't know. I think we should uh, stop caring about whether it's the right or wrong race, whether it's the right or wrong gender. Scarlett Johansson should act in whatever the hell she wants to. She gets paid enough to do it, and that's her fucking job. Well, God damn it. Everyone shut up and just watch a fucking movie. And be happy that people are acting to do it. There's Thank also a, uh, a witch hunt element that I think you're missing to this. Where the internet can just declare something and then make it so. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's true. That's terrifying. Well, the funniest yeah. part of this whole thing to me is in this article on BBC News. It quotes some people who are attacking Scarlett Johansson on Twitter. It, it uh, posts their tweets. And I just went to their Twitter to look at their tweets, and I found pages and pages of comment and responses to these people saying exactly what the intern said, except with more vulgarity. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you're a fucking douchebag. They're actors? Question mark. Like, <laughs> go fuck yourself. You're an idiot. Like, get yeah, over so it. <laughs> yeah. So why are these outraged idiots receiving <laughs> all the attention when you go investigate them? You find that the majority of people are wildly and vulgarly against them. It yeah. Makes it interesting. Well, and I, when this was first going down, I actually, I wish I remembered some of the other people that they suggested, but it was like a, you know, eight actors that could have, that should have been cast for this role that, you know, Scarlett Johansson got. And I, I shit you not, like number three or four on that list was Chaz fucking Bono. I'm like, can we not? <laughs> Just because someone is transgender does not make them a good actor. Right. Like, and just because they're famous doesn't mean they should get to be in feature films. Like yeah. that's bonkers. And then, and then talk about to that point, talk about the financiers who are like, okay, yes, I will commit such and such millions of dollars to produce this movie. And I don't care who it is in the lead role. Let's get somebody trans and I don't care how good they are. Yeah. No, no, it's too late. Caitlyn Jenner so. is the only one that can play any trans ever from here on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, there's the, the one, uh, the one lady, Daniela Vega, who her movie won foreign film, oh, yes, uh, is that a fantastic woman? Hmm. Where she's no idea what you're talking woman. about. Anyway, it's the no. best foreign film last year, wasn't it? 
I mean, just imagine <laughs> if we'd been like Reese Witherspoon, go fuck yourself. There's <laughs> there's country music singers that want to act. Right. <laughs> right yeah. it's fucking acting yeah uh, that's I exactly guess. like go go look at the tweets because that's what it is it's page upon page upon page of stuff like that just people like making jokes and po- pointing out how stupid they are it's all yeah, it is. people that want to be outraged they can showcase their outrage and virtue signal it's disgusting mm-hmm. yeah and uh, i'm just gonna throw one more thing out there for daniel the producers of it the recent rebooted it that you all loved that i have not seen are rebooting Child's Play. So, Ooh, that's interesting, because I had zero faith in the reboot of It, and I was kind of taken aback by how decent it was. Oh, Daniel. That's interesting. Daniel, Daniel. What? And that well, was... I, I won't accept Chucky being played by anything else than an actual voodoo-infested doll. Yes. Yeah, it might have been one of the worst movies I've seen last Child's year. Play or It? Oh, you didn't, you didn't yeah. like It? No. Mm-hmm. I Did Actually, every, every part without the clown, yeah. But did you compare it with the TV movie? It I haven't seen it. That's your oh, problem. Oh, right there now. it is. You need you need the comparison. This isn't about it. Can it stand on its own? This is about we need to correct a mistake, and I feel they corrected that mistake. I don't know. When um, I was a kid, I was pretty scared of that '90s that's movie. That's because Tim Curry's a good evil clown. The rest <laughs> of the movie around him is just shit. pretty hokey. But yeah. yeah, he's he's good at at what he did with it but he did the best good with what he had yeah <laughs> yeah no he he really he was good he was scary he's the best part of that original but the rest of the movie is absolute garbage so by comparison the modern day it is pretty good and honestly no i'm gonna disagree i I'm think a hard disagree i wouldn't but... think so I, I think a lot of the clown stuff was actually pretty good oh <laughs> yeah all right they're honey, against we gotta you. Weigh in. They're, they're against you intern i haven't seen it yeah so. That's, That's what I mean. We have to watch it and weigh in. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll pinpoint this, though. I have like a, a a legitimate fear to people. All of us, like, it's like say you're talking to a person, you're engaging conversation with them, and suddenly they stop making any sense, and they keep talking, but <laughs> what they're saying is not real words, and it doesn't make any sense, and they keep getting more aggressive the more you don't understand them. That situation terrifies me, <laughs> and I feel like they prick on that a lot in the it remake because he's there's there's lots of times where his like eyes roll back in his head and he's yeah. like i like he's like contorts from a real person to a fucking demon yeah i thought the effects were good i well yeah i just i feel strongly about it so we need uh to probably move on but also um, the part two of it is going to be good I, I like everybody that they've cast to be the adult versions of the kids so they're doing a second movie with the adult versions mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's how the TV movie was. It was two two-hour movie or parts. Yeah. Of the, the kids first and then the adults coming back to correct the problem because the clown comes, comes back, back to life every 27 years or something. I do remember that, but I didn't know that they were acting on it. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just remember Harry from Night Court. Right. right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. He's the uh, comedic relief in there. And then John Ritter is the anchor. Oh, right. John Ritter. Fuck, I miss John Ritter. I do, too. He man. died too early. I miss Tim Curry. He died too soon. Where did Tim Curry go? He's I need to dead. watch Problem Child again. Curry? Mm. Daniel, there are some really important questions that Nathan needs to ask you. Uh, Nathan, Nathan, before you chip in, I just want to just talk to the audience for a second. I want you to appreciate the skill that's going in here. That was a natural, organic transition. There's no editing there from the last segment into this one. I just want to appreciate that for a second. Nathan, continue. Thank you. Uh, Panel, your headliner question tonight. How long 
Will it take Tom Cruise to learn how to walk again after being paralyzed while filming the next Mission Impossible? What? He was paralyzed? I thought he just got no. like a concussion. This or is something. a hypothetical question. Uh, <laughs> I was also prepared for how long will it take him to age? And I'd say right about now. You starting to see it now? Hmm. I feel like it's trickling in. Yeah, it is. Okay. When is it time for people to hang up their spurs as action stars? Never. 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 Michael Caine. No, no, no. You do. He needs to take like a seven-year hiatus and then come back and be old action star Liam Neeson some shit. Like Harrison Ford. And Stallone. Oh, and Stallone. It's it's the very reason why Equalizer 2 is not in this lineup tonight because he's 66 or some shit. Like, sit down. What? Sit down, Denzel. Denzel's 66? I don't know. Something like that. No way. I think he'd beat all of us in an arm wrestle. How old's Tom Cruise? 56. Yeah, I see that. That's I thought what, they were closer in age than that. That's why it's starting to show. Yeah, I thought. As a man, you can hold it together until about 53. I think as long as Tom Cruise still does his own stunts, he can do whatever <clears throat> the fuck he wants. Just keep getting yeah. audits. Looks like well, Denzel's 64. I wasn't impressed with the Jack Reacher sequel. No, it was pretty bad. Wow. They're taking what the fuck, Tom Cruise? In the already. first Jack Reacher, you used one man's head to bludgeon to death another man's head. That's what I wanted some <laughs> more of. Is that we had something about your daughter? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. It was a little too emotional, I felt. Bad writing. The, yeah, the Mummy like, was also not very good. I didn't watch that. Didn't watch oh. that. Yeah, I think you we all trashed that? on this show, okay, didn't we? We're, we're talking about his wheelhouse tonight, so let's not get too much negativity in here. Okay, got to clear out the room. Well, wheelhouse, <laughs> to be fair, weren't we all surprised by Tropic Thunder? That wasn't Tom Cruise's wheelhouse, and that was a pretty good bit that he did. Uh, every time he goes out of his element, um, like Magnolia and Tropic Thunder, it's great. Tropic Thunder, you mean... Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he doesn't curse that much, and it's great. I, well, I, and one that nobody ever remembers, I fucking love Night and Day, that one with Cameron Diaz. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that one was a one-off. It was hilarious. He, he's, a weird, he's a weird <laughs> alien Scientology king, but we love him. Yeah. It's, it's because Night and Day was right in the couch jumping issue. Like he was trying yeah. to bounce back from the terrible PR. That was the movie that was, he was just trying to shut his mouth and move forward. And he got real good at that. Did you hear yeah. him on podcasts and shit in the last couple oh, of years? Yeah, yeah he never is goes, never so goes near fucking it. good at hiding himself. Fair enough. Your teeter question tonight. You're monitoring your daughter's internet usage and social shield notifies you that an adult is trying to befriend your child online, what do you do? Get out of here, James Gunn. Uh, MDK. MDK time. Oh, yeah. MDK. Would you, yeah. would you like try to take over and talk to him and meet up with him and take him out? Like actually murder him? Ooh, Whoa. yeah. No, yes. Yes. <laughs> I, yes. Uh, not, not murder him, but I would want to like draw him out. Yeah. I would want to draw him in. Interesting. In, into the little closet. <laughs> into just take over and be like, listen, my daughter's off limits, but I'm wide open. <laughs> <laughs> Start stalking him sexually. <laughs> yeah. Calling him at work. <laughs> <laughs> Calling him in the middle of the night. Hey, what are you What are you doing? Are you hey, wearing? man, th- this is what I do to get off, man. What are you doing to me? I'm jerking off. Are right you wearing now. Are you wearing tidy whities Hey, I just thought I'd call you because I'm jerking off right now. What's up? <laughs> you got some meandies on? Because yeah. I'd like to get your undies off. Mm. Not like hard jerking it. I'm just like caress stroking it. You know what you I mean? Moist with phlegm right now over the whole thing. Just jilking it? 
Mm, palms damp and ready. Okay, this this went real <laughs> south. All right, fulcrum question and the final question tonight. There is no totter or five hole question this evening. Uh, the fulcrum question is a little bit involved. It's um, it's it's in tribute to our fulcrum tonight. And our fulcrum tonight is Slender Man. And the Slender Man is an internet phenomenon originating from a Photoshop contest. The contest required participants to turn ordinary photographs into creepy-looking images through digital manipulation and then pass them on as authentic photographs on a number of paranormal forums. Right. Yeah. In tribute tonight, Sad Sack also hosted a contest to come up with a new title for Andrew, because as we all know, the character known as the intern has been fired. Uh, can't, can't happen. I've got too, mu- too much invested. Yeah, to yeah, you're going to change your Twitter handle. He continues to linger on the podcast, so if he's going to stick around, then he needs a new title. So Sad Sack is asking that we choose from the four most popular suggestions. Of course, done by Internet Survey to our cool billion. Right, exactly. Uh, suggestion number one is surf. Mm. A person in a condition of servitude required to render services to a lord commonly attached to the Lord's land and transferred with it from one owner to another, uh, a slave. And of course, uh, you know, just by the, the rule of lorddom, uh, you must be a gentleman. So that kind of makes sense. It does make sense. Uh, the number two selection is Helot, H-E-L-O-T, Helot, Helot, uh, a member of the lowest class in ancient Lasonia, constituting a body of serfs who were bound to the landlord and were owned by the state. The next one here is Drudge, Drudge. A person who does mental, uh, or sorry, a person who does menial, distasteful, dull, or hard work. A person who works in a routine, unimaginative way. Yeah, that checks out. It definitely or, sounds like the intern. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Or thrall, a, mm. a person who is in bondage. <laughs> I do like thrall. thrall. I also like squaw or custodian Andy. Charlatan. <laughs> Uh, or it says here that Andrew has the ability to subvert the voting process by agreeing to be called the Road Warrior. Um, I will be forever known as the Unit. The Unit. The Unic. Yes, I agree. The Unic sounds good. Unit. I'm right. Really into Unic. Custodian Andy. <laughs> oh fuck. The yeah, Custodian like Andy. One. The Unic. I mean, yeah, that sounds so good. Oh, he <laughs> so hates. Excited. He hates Andy. We got to use Andy somehow. <laughs> Yeah, that was... Every man has a breaking point, Custodian mad, Andy. Mad yeah. mad Andy. Good old oh, Mad Andy. Sword <clears throat> Trailer Park podcast turns into last podcast on the left. <laughs> <laughs> he started off as the intern, then he murdered 75 kids. Click. Mm. You know, I'm just not feeling any excitement over those selections. Should we push this? Should we try to get some more generated from the contest? Let's push this. Let's, let's survey monkey this. Okay, all right. <laughs> All right. Well, the intern lives another day for the time being. Yeah. Mm. What? What? what are the, let's list the options. What do we have? The apprentice. Yeah. Uh, custodian Andy. Mm. Um, Charlatan. Dumpster fire. I, I want Charlatan in there. Yeah. Charlatan's. Oh yeah. And Thrall. Yeah. Thrall's. Mm-hmm. Thrall's not bad. Yeah. I think Road Warrior should at least be considered as as, as a to- mocking, Toad Warrior. A mocking type. Yeah, I'm down with Toad Warrior. Yeah. All right. Are you guys ready? About ready for a battle cry here or what? Let's do it. Do it. Right. Here comes your battle cry for episode 102, season two, episode two.
Yeah. Mission Impossible 6 or mm. Mission Impossible colon Fallout. Do you think if we willed it hard enough, we could manifest Tom Cruise's paralysis? Mission Impossible. <laughs> Fallout. What's the fear with numbers? Why is it when you get too high in the franchise, you have to start colon subtitling everything? Mission Impossible, Fallout. Here we go. There cannot be peace without first a great suffering. The greater the suffering, the greater the peace. The end you've always feared is coming. Blood will be on your hands. I prayed to God that it wasn't true. Solomon Lane escaped in Paris. But now the world is at risk. This is the CIA's mission. You use a scalpel. I prefer a hammer. is a bad idea. Is it ever a good one? Honestly. He's not just some observer. He's an assassin. I don't trust anybody outside of this room. You go rogue? He's been authorized to hunt you down and kill you. That's the job. No hard feelings. Which way, Benji? Turn left! What are you waiting for? I'm jumping out a window! Oh, sorry. Good luck. When the clock stops, Ethan Hunt will lose everyone he ever cared about. You don't understand what you're involved in. You need to walk away. Maybe we need to reconsider that. Accept it, Ethan. You've lost this one. What's done is done. What's done is done when we say it's done. Showtime. Oh, my God. Nathan, worried or excited? Your mission, should you choose to accept it, everyone here tonight, is to not be fuddy-duddies about Mission Impossible and embrace, embrace that he's doing his own stunts, that it's going to be intense, and that I got a 10 out of 10 on Joe Blow. I'm excited about Mission Impossible. And if you need any encouragement, I have a lot of uh, little facts and factoids and things. You just you just ask me. You just ask me if you need something. <laughs> you pepper him in, cousin. Amanda? Oh, I'm excited. I don't even need any help. Uh, to me, the Mission Impossible is much like every other super modern uh, action franchise. gets better with time. And it didn't get great until part four. Correct. Except what? Die Hard. <laughs> oh, except Die Hard. That's right. Oh, yeah. Here, yeah, here that comes, here comes uh, 
Here, here comes Thrall with his uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman obsession from number three. Three is great. And so is one. <laughs> oh, Philip Hoffman is great in three. I will say that. I just don't. I find two terrible and three kind of boring, except for Hoffman. Oh. Plus, Henry Cavill looks like a fucking babe. He's supposed to be oh. the villain, but so hot. Yeah. Yeah. Could I pipe in and just mention that, like, I I kind of love the I love the cultural evolution of that actor. Oh my god, from Count of Monte Cristo. Well, they've tried over and over again to make him the good guy, and they just like can't get away with it, and so they've just given in to making him the bad guy. And I love that. <laughs> well, he does a good Superman, so I don't know if I agree with you, but yeah, yeah, he he is he is quintessential. In terms of physical appearance, yep. Superman. He. Yeah. So uh, the man from Uncle, he was good in that. Yeah, and he was a good guy in that. What was he the bad guy in besides this? Although I do like him being the bad guy, and I'm kind of cheering for him. So does that make? No, that, that, that's what I mean. I, I mean, they. I feel like they keep trying to Harrison Fording him, and they can't quite <sighs> kick him over into the public consciousness as that kind of person. And I feel like they've finally given up and trying to portray him as a villain now. And I feel like that's the right direction. Yeah, he looks fucking awesome when he's like throwing his fists down and going at it in the bathroom. Oh, that that bathroom fight gives me a fucking hard on. I specifically didn't watch this trailer before the show because it gets me so jacked. So jacked. Amanda, what was it? Excited? Oh, yeah, I'm totally excited. Yeah. Chelsea? Oh, I'm excited. Mm. I hope that Henry Cavill carries on in the franchise. I want like a Vin Diesel, The Rock Johnson jason statham like i want everyone in these things oh he is like the rock plus the cage right <laughs> just needs Andy? A, just needs a chest tattoo Andy. thrall <laughs> are you there hellet intern ah here we go yeah oh, let's <laughs> just stick with the intern this uh this looks so good um it's this is one of the few franchises that has really carried its weight minus one throughout the whole thing from the beginning minus two is uh, all great. It's all great. And it does get better. Wait, wait, the wait. last one was the best one. Wait. It was fun. Yeah. Are, you, are you grading them negative two or are you subtracting from the franchise? He's oh, subtracting. With well, the exception of Mission Impossible 2, yeah. I think. Yeah. Mission Impossible 2, the John if there Wu. was no kung fu fighting at the end, would be no. really good. No. I recently, yeah, how, did, no. how did John Woo make the worst Mission Impossible? <laughs> I recently watched the first half hour of Mission Impossible 2 this past weekend, and I encourage all of you to go and watch the first half an hour. Okay, fair enough. We're you in will, the era of, like, bad movies are great. You will shut it off, I guarantee I, <laughs> I watched all five last week. Oh, Holy shit. So... I'm excited. I'm jacked. Mm. I bought the box set, the five, oh. five Andrew, box set. Andrew, at least pretend you have a life. Daniel uh, and Amanda. Have no, you, I don't. Have no you life. Seen... Super excited. Have you seen Rogue Nation? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you do, you, but do you remember the ending? How the the villain was trapped inside that glass box? Like they got him to jump down inside the glass cube. Spoilers. Not really. No. <laughs> well, this is the first I him diving into a oh under. Water, the hydro, yeah, thing, yeah. Oh, the stunt. Well, they they lured the bad guy to jump down into this hole and trapped him inside this glass cube. And this is the first time in Mission Impossible that a villain has appeared in a second movie. Yeah, good. I, I, I hope they uh, hope they continue with uh, what's his name? What's it, Cavill? Henry Cavill. Yeah. All right. Let me let me say it's this. Not really I'm, the bad guy though. No, he's sort of like the side 
he's probably going to keep Tom Cruise in check and then become a good guy either in the next movie or the one after. Well, he starts as a good guy, I think, and then he has to turn on Tom Cruise and eliminate him, but just because that's the job. So I think in the end, he's going to join Tom Cruise and it's going to be all about family. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take the family route. I would also accept a Mr. Smith versus Mr. Smith. Um, in the bathroom. Like they start making out hardcore. <laughs> yeah, just like, just gay it up. No, I, I'm also excited. I will say this, though. That's the first time I've seen a Mission Impossible trailer in a long time where the like pinnacle or peak Tom Cruise stunt was CGI. Which one? What? Him like hitting that car on the motorcycle and rolling and like tumbling over himself on the ground. Oh, I thought the That's- big stunt was like the helicopter one where he's hanging between two helicopters. I guess that's probably the one that they're trying to showcase and that's the one that he's actually doing a stunt for but like Mm. the peak of the trailer was him like hitting the car and and, like tumbling over the ground I thought he hit her I thought she was the motorcycle rider and he ran her ass over no because he's the one that's flipping around and CGI on the ground both of those happened there are two different scenes Oh, so that scene happens twice. Also, yeah. that all right. The let's one with let's the, not walk down no, that path. No, no, no. Also, the one where the helicopter body is like tumble, tumbling towards him, yeah. and he's trying to undo the. This film seatbelt had three thousand setups, thirteen helicopters, six pregnancies, five hiatuses, and four weeks of aerial photography, three continents, two winners, and one broken ankle. Thank you very much. And the scene yeah. where he breaks his ankle is actually in the trailer, where he jumps out the window. Yeah, and he got up and he ran it out. He ran That's it out. That's what you do. That's what you fucking do. And how like long before they just cut the shit oh and call God, it? That is like my my go-to patriotic like moment. Well, Carrie Strug? Doing- That's the first time I ever felt in my life, because I was what? I, I was very 14? young. Not even. I was younger than that. 11? Yeah, I think I was 11. That was the first time I knew, like, oh, I'm an American. <laughs> she did, She broke her fucking ankle for America. Yeah. <laughs> like, you fucking do it. No, I get it. It it, it, it looks fun. Uh, I, I will say that I'm not sure how much longer Tom Cruise can do these. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I'm not, long, I'm not sure how much longer any of them can do these. Simon Pegg looks bad. He looks pretty haggard. Bing, Bing Rames is getting up there. Uh, they, were, so, they were teasing yeah. Pegg on set because he had gotten in such great shape for this movie that he had developed a six-pack, and they were, they were bugging him on set, calling him Six-Pegg or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and Bing Rames, all I can see is his part in striptease where... Uh, <laughs> where Randall tells him how he gets attracted to dolphins at SeaWorld and Bing Rams looks at him and goes, What the fuck did you tell me that? But uh, this that's is all, that I'm excited. This is all Bing Rams does now, his Mission Impossible. If you look at his yeah. filmography, he doesn't do anything else. He just does these. That's Keep right. in mind, guys, that it was only three years ago that he was hanging off the side of an airplane for real. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and he trained for an entire year to perform the Halo jump in this movie. Yeah. And and this is the longest film in the franchise. Now that you've all said you're excited, it's two hours and 27 minutes long. I am actually oh, yeah. okay with it. Ooh, yeah. That's going to be an at-home watch. Oh, really? <laughs> few few quick questions. How no, long no, no. Before, that excitement. How long before they call it Scientomology? Mm. No? That didn't go over? <laughs> no, it would be like Cruzology. Okay. Or the Church of Cruz. Don't you think it's more likely for a co-star to become seriously injured and or die while pushing themselves? on one of these movies because when they meet Tom Cruise and they get challenged because there's a whole bunch of stuff about Cavill just like you know being up for it and meeting Tom Cruise on the playing field to 
up his stunt game, I think somebody's going to die, and it may not be Cruz. If Tom Cruise doesn't die on set, then he's a failure. If he dies on set, then he's a fucking legend forever. No, no. Yeah. It'll be Cavill that breaks his neck and carries on oh. the curse. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, Cavill? Also, what about Cavill carrying on the franchise? Is he married? Who? Kelsey's in the market. I'm Are interested. you fucking kidding me? You're talking about Henry Cavill? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's buzzer. I have a Nathan. Yeah. No. There's a Mm-mm. glaring error that you've made. What's that? And it is mission colon impossible dash follow. No, it's two colons. No. Save it for errors and omissions, Andrew. We don't give a fuck. I hate you. Actually, half the time there's there's not even a colon in the subtitle, which irritates me. There is a colon in all of them. All right. Buzzer it again. One more time. Let's see. They don't they don't react to the buzzer. They just keep talking. Let's try. Okay. No, I'm not done yet. No. <laughs> Trailer number two tonight is uh, coming to you from John Cho. Uh, this is a strange movie about that is filmed entirely on a computer screen. It is called Searching. Sulu. Searching. Here we go. Hey, Dad. Hey, sweetheart. Where are you? Study group. Gonna go all night. Oh, one more thing. I want to know about the final you took today. Student. 911, what's your emergency? I'm calling to report a missing person. Okay, who is this regarding? My daughter. I'm the detective assigned to your daughter's case. I need to know how everything unfolded. Understood. I think we're gonna go late, like, all night. One, after a study session, Margot didn't return home. Margot Kim. School has her marked as absent today. Two. She didn't attend school on Friday. My daughter is in a lesson with you right now. Margot canceled her classes six months ago. And three. She's been transferring funds for the last six months. We'll handle the ground investigation. But as a parent, you can help us with who your daughter talks to. Is that something you can do? Yes. Do you mind answering some questions for me to help? Did see her eat lunch alone. On Thursday? Every day. You don't think she's involved with anything serious. I know my daughter. We're not really that close. She has friends, right? Kind of. Why did you invite her to study group? Trying to get into Berkeley next year. When was the last time you saw her? She did not run away. Local team has been missing since last Thursday. She made a transaction of $2,500. I know my daughter. Where were you the night my daughter went missing? I know my daughter. Look into her behavior also. She gets a fake ID. I know my daughter. This is your keychain. She was my best friend. You broke his jaw. I know my daughter. I'm trying to help you find my daughter. I didn't know her. I didn't know my daughter. (laughs) 
Searching. Chelsea, worried or excited? I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't prepare for this podcast at all. <laughs> I hope. Are that you in between? I in between worried and excited. No, I think I'm worried. Okay. Because it's an interesting concept. The entire movie takes place on a computer screen, which reminds me a little bit of sort of like the Blair Witch Project and Paranormal Activity, but those were a different genre. And no, no, no. There was a movie called Friend Request. Oh, my God. Unfriended. Unfriended. I forgot about that movie. That took place entirely on a desktop, of which a sequel is coming out this year. So it was successful. Mm -hmm. Did anyone watch it? I did. And? Because, yeah, I remember the kids were, like, getting hauled off into the hallway. Yeah, it was okay. It started out okay, and then you realize that you're watching a computer screen, watching a computer screen for an hour and a half. Are there interesting ways to use the computer screen? Yes, you you can succeed in this subgenre. Did Unfriended do it? Not entirely, but I think they sort of set the path. So do you think that searching will succeed, receiving the, what is it, the audience award at the film festival there? Yeah, there were a lot of quotes there. <clears throat> that's hard to believe. So Chelsea, you're you're a, you're a worried on this, and that's fur. Well, I'm just worried because I'm never going to watch it. I if it if it's cool and it really it receives a lot of critical acclaim, then oh. maybe I'll check it out. I I want the whole movie to take place with the stress and the weird stuff, and I really want to dig into those spazzing scenes <laughs> where he destroys the dresser in the background and somehow winds up on a vidcam. Uh, assaulting somebody in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. I, I want to watch all of that. And then at the very end when he's like, I don't know my daughter. I want his daughter to just like walk in the door, throw her, you know, knapsack on the chair and just, hey, dad. <laughs> That's a good one. Or I don't know my daughter and the camera just like sloppily pans to a decaying corpse. <laughs> that would be a good twist. That he killed his daughter? Yeah. 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 It's a little Bates mm. Motel for you. Well, he, just, he just bothers other, other people for 90 minutes? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm worried, and I don't think that this movie is going to pull off anything that's worth watching. And I'm going to flip it over to our resident uh, Deborah Messing fan, uh, Amanda. Oh, I hate Deborah Messing so much. Who is that? <laughs> uh, the, she's the one from Will and Grace. She plays the um, the like detective in this movie. You I hate never, Grace? Yes, I hate Grace. I didn't even I recognize her. She was the only tolerable part of Will and Grace. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, I find Will and Grace awful. Like, okay, I that, hated that, that entire that, show. That's fair. Um, but yeah, like I, I want to like it because I, you know, I like John Cho and I want. Yeah, Harold. I want, but it's just not there. There's something I'm. There's a disconnect. I'm not feeling it. Um, and I don't know. Based on the limited interactions that we see between him and his daughter, I don't know how you could think that you possibly know this kid since she doesn't speak to you. Uh-huh. Right. What so, parent? What parent knows their children? Uh, and what's with so, the creepy YouTube uploads of you and your daughter? Like you're going right? to a YouTube address to watch videos of you and your daughter? Yeah. Yeah. Thank God I saved these here instead of on my own phone or my own personal hard drive. Exactly. Yeah, it's just something about it's just not not pulling me in. I'm worried. Yeah, I'll echo that. I'm also worried. Well, I do like Harold and Harold and Kumar, and I'm. And I'm weirdly enticed by seeing him embrace this genre. I feel like he fits right in to this kind of genre. Um, and there's something about it. Something feels something feels empty. Something feels like they're they're building up to a build 
a big twist that's not a big twist. So I'm also worried. Intern? Uh, I find myself searching for unfriended. Is the computer monitor the new shaky cam? No. Uh, no. What's happening now? It's the new found footage. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is true. That's what I meant. Yeah, I know. I I know what you meant. I'm right there with you. Uh, This looks uh, terrible in uh, every sense of the word. (laughs) Really Uh, terrible? It's not going to be a minus two. It's going to be a zero worried. But you like so many garbage movies. I'm surprised. That's true. Yeah. Really like Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, that's a plus three if I ever seen one. Uh, you'll probably like this one then. You talking about the Academy Award they're, winner? They are like, absolutely for, not on the same Mad fucking Max. plane at all. What? The uh, Max, we think it's plus two, but uh, you could at least think it was minus two, but you don't. That's the, the uh, yeah. This trailer said it's a movie that's going to change everything. Yeah, I know. Which is very similar to the Mad Max trailer. No. I felt it was too strong. I feel like it was the same quote, probably from the same same you, person that you, watched when, it. At this. When you say Mad Max Fury Road, can you please say Academy Award winning <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road? <laughs> no. Six times. The Academy movie that Award. won the most Oscars yeah. that year. What yeah. was yeah. that uh, movie that the intern liked that won no awards mm. that had J-Law in it? Oh, oh I can't red. even remember the name. Ooh, what is that? Oh, Winter, Winter's Bone? Is no, that? No, 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 no. The no, one no, with no. the 70s. Oh, uh, American Hustle. Right. Oh, nominated for 10. Nice. I haven't seen that. Oh, for 10. Nominated yeah. for 10. You haven't I seen haven't seen it. it. How have you not seen it? Because Nathan said it was garbage. It is garbage. Oh, that's so the you, only reason. You don't trust Nathan blindly. Don't act like that's an excuse for you. No, he's gone off a lot about how horrible it is. So yeah, uh, he hates it a lot. I'm disturbed by the extensive toupee work in American Hustle. <laughs> I'll probably I like it. It's fine. You know what the problem is with American Hustle? <laughs> I will. I will tell all of you what the problem is with American Hustle. There's no hustle. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's that's a good one. I could have gone with that. But what I was gonna say was that it's like. All of the actors and people involved in the movie believe there is 10 times more depth to the characters and the movie than there actually is. Yeah. But it's got Amy Adams in it. You know what has you know what it is? You know what American Hustle is? It is like a 70s, you know, heisty kind of it version of Now You See Me. Mm. And that's why I like them both. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was gonna say that they each re- they each received scripts with just their characters and nothing else. <laughs> That's a great comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't. The now you see me thing is throwing me. Doesn't they? They kind of feel the same. Like I don't know what to do. The ensemble of characters that don't have that much depth. Like the storyline's a little bit ridiculous. And the yeah, it's an magic. Kinda... It's like a sardonic repertoire. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I feel cold. That's how your blood feels when you get stabbed. Wasn't the intern fired? Why does he even have an opinion? Yeah. Well. Yeah, totter us. Okay, fine. I'll fulcrum I'll fulcrum you. you. I'll fulcrum you. Yeah, fuck you. All right, here we go. Slender Man. Ah! Slenderman. Here we go. Where is my daughter? 
People don't just disappear. Alright, Dan, you, you already are excited about Slenderman. Alright, this, this is going to be an interesting breakdown. <clears throat> I'll preface it by saying I'm worried. Now, now that I've said that I'm worried, Slenderman has always interested me only because it seems like everything that's scary has existed forever. And Slenderman is a very, very contemporary digital age mythology for horror. There is an element of Slenderman that is very, very scary. If you play the game Slenderman, the only objective to the game is finding pages to a forgotten journal. And the more pages you find, the greater on the radar you blink to Slenderman, who approaches you and terrifies you. And the only sound that warns you of his presence is the sound of increasing television static. So there's an element of Slenderman that is truly inherently frightening. And there's a good chance that I could be wildly wrong about this movie and they could take that sort of empty, hollow mythology and fill it in with some really scary shit. It's hard to tell from that trailer. So there's a good chance that I could be wrong about being worried and this could be really scary. That said, I'm not all that terrified by Slender Man, but the mythology and a contemporary horror mythology is sort of fascinating to me. Also, <clears throat> there's not a whole lot of fill-in for what happens when Slender Man catches you. That's sort of the fear of the game is that once you're caught, that's it. So there's room for this to blossom. Very bizarre. Either way, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm worried because I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to fill in that empty space with anything that's relevant or valuable. But there's a good chance. So I'm going to say uh, hopefully worry. <laughs> uh, Amanda, what say you? Hmm. I really struggled with this trailer because honestly, I got pretty bored with it. Like I found the trailer to be pretty dull. Um, 
I didn't know. I got nothing from it as far as like who's our protagonist. Yeah, it tells really. you nothing of the history of Slenderman. And like what's going on? Where is she? Who are these other people? Um, and so for that reason, I don't know that the <clears throat> that the movie has like a defined direction. Maybe it does, but I'm not getting that from this trailer. And so for that reason, I'm going to go worried. I hope that it's creepy and like maybe has some, you know, moments that really build and, and freak you out. But I'm not holding my breath on that. Okay. Uh, Chelsea? What I don't like about the trailer is that it seems to be focused on this lore that Slenderman can possess and control children and make them do unsavory acts. And that's not the part of Slenderman that scared me when I was watching Marble Hornets and, you know, playing the game. The part that scared me was him always being around and in the distance, just sort of this menacing figure. And like Daniel said, you don't know what happens when he catches you. And that's what, you know, keeps me up at night. I don't want really them to explain everything. And I also don't care about these fucking kids who there seems to be no protagonist and no real direction. So I'm also worried, although it's because I think they missed the point, not because I think the Slender Man isn't scary. And I think Nathan did some research and the guy who's playing Slenderman seems fucking perfect. But you don't really see him in the trailer. Is it the guy from Mother? Yep. Or from Mama? Or Ma- Mama. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, Mama. Yeah, it is. Of course it is. He's perfect. And it. Yeah. And also it. That's right. He's just like this super tall. What did you say? He's like six foot something and 120 pounds or something like that. Six foot seven and 125 pounds. That's fucking crazy. His name is Javier Botet and he has a condition. Yeah, what's it like? Marfin? Marfin? That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's Marfan syndrome, which affects the body's connective tissue. The tissue holds all the body's cells, organs, and tissue together and plays an important role in helping the body grow and develop properly. And this disorder, if you look up this guy's name, Javier Botet, if you look him up and look at all the pictures of him, he's, yeah, he's got... Uh, he is Slender yeah, Man. Because they can put things on the tips of his fingers to make them even longer. And his yeah. his hands are already ridiculously elongated and gross looking. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln was is often accused of having Marfan syndrome. It's it means you have long limbs and long fingers, and that you're you're generally disproportionate in a sort of freakish way. I think that they can make him look absolutely terrifying, but I don't know. I um I did do a lot of research on Slenderman, and I knew nothing about him before this. And I learned a whole bunch, and I had a bit of a different journey with this. I, I acknowledge that the trailers are like very artistic and out there, and I don't know that I would call it dull, but... It focuses on a part of the lore that I'm just not interested in. Well, I actually think that this movie could be going where maybe it shouldn't go, which is, like, there's an incident in 2014 where these two girls yeah, in a small town right. became obsessed with Slenderman and took... Uh, one of their friends, this is 12-year-old people. 12-year-old girls. 12-year-old girls. They took one of their classmates into the woods and stabbed her 19 times. Saying, and blamed it on Slenderman. Saying the Slenderman told them to do it. And the little girl survived. She crawled to the road and a cyclist or something stopped and she they saved her life. But the father of the victim, who's who got stabbed 19 times, is like pretty outspoken against this movie happening. And when you really look at it, they're really focusing on young girls. 
being right. manipulated to do things. And that's exactly what that 2014 news story is about. So they're going, it looks like they're going, they're charging towards this idea. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, this could get pretty dark. And I think that the guy playing him is sounds awful. And I think that this could actually be very interesting for me after reading about the contest and looking at the original photos from the contest. And just that it was, you know, born in 2009, like Daniel was saying, a contemporary created evil thing. And then all these, you know, the internet age, like people jumped on it. Like the guy that created it, created it. But then all these other people started filling in backstory and just riffing on it and creating this folklore to it and just... It was born of internet culture, and that's kind of interesting. And I'm I'm excited from a just fascinated standpoint. I want to go and see where they go with it, and that may or may not be a mistake. But I'm gonna I'm gonna fall on the excited scale for pretty much I think a lot of the same reasons that everybody's saying worried. But I'm just I'm you know coming to it for the first time, so I want to fill in the blanks. I'll go to the theater yeah. with you. I feel like you and I have mirror image responses to this. <laughs> like if we're in the same uh, arena and just went different directions. Yeah. Uh, Thrall? Oh, is he still here? Uh, Drudge. Custodian Andy. Andy? Well, I guess he has nothing to say. Yeah, I guess we'll just buzz this. <laughs> Did he get disconnected? No, you know, he didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about this, all you negative Nancys and Nathan, douchebag, um, <laughs> is that I found a new way to kill myself, and that is with a scalpel to the head in front of you. <laughs> Yeah. How can you not be excited about that? Also, this trailer throughout 99% of it, yes, was a little dull and seemed a little out there, but it left me that last shot. What the fuck is in her hands? I need to know. I need to know what's in her hands. Organs. And uh, Organs. I'm going to go watch this because I have to know. <laughs> that was the best end to a horror trailer. That one shot. Well, hand down to the hands and then not show you. What did Slenderman make what her the do? Fuck. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm worried. I want to watch it. <laughs> I'm worried. I want to watch it. Yeah. There's a whole lot of ambivalence, I think, on, on this decision. All right. All right. Trailer number four. Uh, this one caught my eye, or sorry, caught the uh, executives at Sad Sack Studios' eye uh, from Netflix. It's called Extinction. Here we go. Every day, we go about our routines. Work, home, family. Work, home, family. Because they're going to say it's in my head. It is just in your head. Please, I think these dreams are the future. What if something bad 
is coming. You see that? You kidding? Of course I can. What is that? an invasion. If we stay here, we die. What's happening out there has been headed our way for a very long time. I know what's gonna happen. I need you to trust me. You'll be safe. They're coming! In your night. Did you see them kill us? Chelsea, worried or excited? Again? Amanda, were you excited? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I want to hear other people talk. In turn. <laughs> worried or excited? Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, who doesn't like a good uh, Lizzie Kaplan? Uh, and Michael Pena is all of a sudden an action star for some reason. <laughs> I thought he was just like a comedian, but he's just totally action guy now. Like Simon Pegg. What's happening with these like awkward comedians? He's Paul Rudd's sidekick. Oh, he's action guy. Uh, he's Jake Gyllenhaal's partner in End of Watch. Thank you very sure. much. The point is he's always the side guy. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, He's also not the sidekick in The Martian. He's also the sidekick. I'm kidding. So uh, I feel like Lizzie Kaplan is going to play Sad Wife, which is uh, ridiculous. Netflix should have put some uh, less money into original content, maybe, and uh, just just supported uh, something else. I don't know. Uh, this looks like it could be great or bad or both, but it fits into that little genre that uh, Daniel was talking about of uh, not horrible network television, but um, definitely not, you know, cable, HBO, Showtime, stars quality. Oh, hmm. wow. Okay. So... Um, that's that's that. I'm gonna say uh, Michael Pena is not an action star. Worried. Okay. But I look forward to seeing the ladies. I'm jumping in. I'm jumping in here. Um, I feel like the first three quarters of this trailer makes me excited, and the last quarter makes me think the same thing that I've thought about all Netflix movies, which is I'm not sure. I'm hesitant, but I think that maybe I should check in with one of these. The first half to first three quarters of this trailer is is pretty engaging to me. The uh, work, family, blah, the visions, and then, oh, it's all going to come together. This could be a fun science fiction movie that you just pop on because it's Netflix, because it comes out on July 27th. You do nothing. It just appears before you. So when it appears <laughs> before you, you just hit play and see what Netflix is, has done so far. I didn't watch Bright. 
I was just going to say that. I hesitated on Bright, and I don't think I'm going to watch it. What? Uh, I watched half of it. You you made the right choice. Okay. Uh, back to back, that, but that and... I, I think that maybe this one might be worth stepping in on. And I'm also pulling for the underdog. All these leading actors and everything, they're turning out to be scandalous, you know, pedophilic um, sexual assaulters. Like, why not, why not give the sidekick a chance? Yeah, give the side guy. <laughs> I want... I'm, I'm sidekick... In the main role, excited. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to follow up on Michael Pena excited. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is weird seeing this guy who's been a sidekick for 20 years all of a sudden pop out in a starring role. And the greatest thing that I do feel Netflix has to offer is the fact that they will throw $150 million at a sci-fi idea by an amateur director. So I appreciate that. There's something about this that makes me feel like the government is trying to program me in preparation for actual alien exposure and that makes me excited i feel like this is predictive programming and even though it's probably going to be about 45 minutes of shit i don't care about i feel like something about this is going to stick with me i'm excited amanda uh i don't know i don't know if it's I don't know. I like Michael Pena. I like Lizzie. What's her face? But to me, it looks slow. This movie looks like it's going to drag and drag and drag. And then I'm not really going to care all that much what happens to them. Even though I like these actors, I probably won't watch it. I'm sorry, Michael. Worried. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you need to smoke a joint before you watch it. No, I don't think that would help at all. No. No. It's like I don't think women have any interest in this at all. Pacific Rim sort of effect. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Like you smoke weed and then it'll. It looks. You love a movie and then you smoke Mm. weed and watch and it just becomes awful. Mm. I'm fucking cheering for you, Michael. I hope hope they're all wrong, Michael. Listen, (laughs) I'm excited because I feel like there's not enough science fiction to be worried about any of it. I have to just sort of accept whatever it is that they're presenting to me at the moment. Does it look too shiny? Does it look, you know, slow? Is the casting choice right or wrong? I don't know. I don't really care about the daughter and family. It doesn't look like he sheds them like, you know, they do in Die Hard. It looks like he's going to just be dragging his wife and kid along with him on this journey. And if they don't become badass like Terminator 2, then I don't know if I can get behind that. But until they exposed that it was an alien invasion, I was actually really excited. And so because of the first 40 minutes being potentially engaging, it looks like he's got an interesting science fiction-y type job. Maybe that'll be enough to get me through the last... 40 minutes, so I'm going to will, say excited. Will the alien murder that child? One can hope. And destroy that focus fucking Focus enough on monkey. Pena's occupation. What? <laughs> <laughs> monkey see, monkey do. He looks like some sort of futuristic engineer working in a cylinder, a white cylinder. He's like a space janitor. <laughs> he does. And I, thought that, I just assumed that was like the HVAC unit. <laughs> like if if it is, then I'm gonna have to renege this. But mm-hmm. leap of faith. Okay, a lot of diversity in this film. I felt. Oh, good. <laughs> That's important. Interracial relationships, minorities in charge of other minorities. They're all pretty <laughs> much white. Lots of Did diversity. Did we see any trans in there? Though? No, that's mm. the problem right there. That's the problem. 
not enough exposure to the LGBT. It'll never win an award. You know that? Okay. No, it won't. And Netflix is hungry for Oscars, by the way, as well. I'm so excited. They they got a bunch of Emmys, though. (laughs) For the five hole. You're excited for the five hole? I'm excited for the five hole. Let's go. So am I. Let's talk Megalodon. Meg. Meg can throw a load on me. Is that this? The Meg? (laughs) The Meg. Here we go. shark that ever existed a living fossil thought to have been extinct over two million years wrong my god it's megalodon he's kidding right Shark Week? He looks heroic, but he's kind of got a negative attitude. Chew on this, you ugly. Nathan, bring us back. Worried or excited? I don't know if I should take this one. Does anybody feel an urge? Amanda, are you excited about the Meg? I've been excited about the Meg for months. (laughs) There it is. Take the lead. Take the lead. It's going to be so good, you guys. Like, I mean, I... I don't want to. I don't want to set myself up for failure, but I feel like it could have like negative, negative three potential. We don't want to set up this mm-hmm. failure to not be a fun failure. Oh right, right, right. There's no, there's no way that it's a good movie. No, right. But it could be an amazing bad movie. Like it could be. I mean, and I think they even know that. Obviously, like with the music choices, like they're keeping it light. They're keeping it silly. 
they know what they're making here. And it's clearly got a humongous budget. Jason Statham is great at being ridiculous. <laughs> it's got Chinese money in there. A lot, a lot of Chinese money in there. And they love wackadoo shit. <laughs> and I love big sharks. Yeah. Um, Deep Blue Sea was shockingly awesome. Yeah. Um, I can't wait. We will be seeing this in the theater opening weekend. Excited. Yeah, we'll all, all hop in here because we've seen this trailer a couple of times, I think, in movies that we've gone to see previously at Alamo and stuff. Uh, can't wait for the Meg. Happy to see Statham back. Um, looks like they have a lot of money to do a lot of bullshit shark work with, which I appreciate. Uh, music choice is great. That kind of gives me the idea that they understand the tone of the movie that they're making. And it's really up to them how fun this can be. I'm sure we're going to see a lot of shit we've seen before. Just a lot of jaw scenes times 10. I'm sure that is going to sort of hit your brain about 45 or 50 minutes into this movie. But otherwise... The giant squid, super fun too. Yes, that's actually what sold me in the end was that the fact that there might be other giant monsters. Mm-hmm. The, that's the reason I'm excited. <laughs> the Megalodon's going to kill the Kraken just arbitrarily yes. in the middle. <laughs> yes, if Megalodon kills the Kraken, I'm in. Well, allow me to provide a little bit of backstory to this whole thing. Uh, this has been in the works since 1997. What? <laughs> Christ. This initially was set up at Disney, and uh, it has you know, transferred hands over the years. And New Line was, I think, the closest. They were going to launch it in 2006 with an estimated $80 million budget. They had the director of Twister on board, and things were rolling <laughs> right along. Yeah. And uh, the Meg's price tag went past its estimated budget, and they all backed off and ran away. And here we are in 2018 with a $150 million budget. And we aren't just... I mean, Megalodon... I mean, it's probably better for this movie that it's coming out now with the special effects abilities that it has now. Megalodon was not just the largest shark ever to exist. It was the largest predator to ever exist on the fucking planet. Fucking planet ever. It was a real thing that existed 2.6 million years ago. And it was the largest predator ever to exist. This thing mm. is epic. It's epic. And yes, Jason Statham's cheesy, straight-faced seriousness, saving his ex-wife in a submersible from a giant squid with the, <laughs> with the, with the Meg crashing down on all of them. And what's his nuts from the office providing some comic relief? I'm fucking, what? I'm in. Yes, that's who I, yes, I agree. I agree with that. That's who I forgot to mention. Rain Wilson. You need a guy like that for a movie like this, and that's a good yeah. I'm fucking in big time. I didn't think I would be in when I first read it. I think the episode where we talked about possible bombs, this seemed like a ridiculous thing to me, and now I think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. So, the Meg, you and I will... Uh, Chelsea, are we going to this? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I'm excited. Chelsea. Uh, well, I mean, barring all of the... I think that society is educated enough to know that this isn't reflective of sharks' behavior. Oh, oh here we go. I they're they're just, gentle creatures. I just mean, you know, they get confused sometimes. They're not smart. This is a vicious beast. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a third of their body is liver. It's, it's a man. No, this isn't a man eater. This is a this is a destroyer uh, of worlds. The only uh, thing species extinctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going for an edge quote but sure fine whatever it's not gonna have the same impact that jaws had back in the day but i think that they are finally realizing the potential 
of a high-budget negative movie. Because I never got into the Sharknados. I could never really get into all that, you know, Night of the Killer Donuts. It's too cheesy for me. But this, this I can get behind. Get into a recliner with a bag of popcorn and really enjoy myself for an hour and a half. Have you seen Deep Blue Sea? Chelsea? No, I haven't. That, that's the that's the one. That's the one you're looking for. And Deep and Sea fixes the the intelligence problem because the whole premise of that movie is that they've made the sharks super smart to like produce some protein that they want for something. Yeah, there's a five minute scene where they're all astonished that a shark can swim backwards. It's fascinating. <laughs> so I should watch this before I go see Megalodon yeah. in theaters. Yes, because they made a Deep Blue Sea 2 like 15 years after the fact, once the cult sort of nostalgia of Deep Blue Sea kicked in. Mm-hmm. And it's no fun. This is more like the sequel to Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it looks fucking awesome. And they've got the tone right. And I hope I'm not being tricked by the music that they used in the trailer. And I hope that the tone carries. But regardless, it's way more interesting to me than almost anything else that's in the theater right now. So excited. Intern. Oh, what do you got for I, us, Andy? I am so on board to get behind Jack's herd, Jonas Taylor, Jack Morris, Su Yin, Doctor Heller, Celeste. Who is Su Yin, and what other movies? He's saying, she he's, be in no, it? he's saying the characters' names. Wait, did, did, um, did they have the actress from Crank Two? What's her name? Like Lee Bing or something like that? Uh, it's a uh, Bing Bing Lee. Ah. Um, this is what Jurassic Park should have been, and I can't wait for the crossover. Oh, uh, Jurassic Park bored with the you. Meg. Oh, um, they can bring Jurassic Park back into you know current times by just making it bad like it should be. And I really want to see you know Rain Wilson and uh, oh shit Jeff Goldblum really have a sexy off here. Mm, that'll be tough because Rain Wilson has to die in this movie. Can't can't we just bring Monarch in? And have Megalodon go after King Kong and Godzilla? I just think uh, Hollywood needs to call us. Like, we, tonight, on yeah. this show, Cool yeah, Billion, we just came up with two of the best crossovers that could possibly happen. She's right about Fast that. Fast and the Furious, yeah. plus Transformers. Plus Megalodon, plus Jurassic Park. Might as well go for all of them. Yeah. We, just, we just need to start sending emails. In, intern, um, you're going to have to start oh. taking the minutes of these episodes. You're going to have to start sending emails. <laughs> To the yep. uh, to the producers of major Hollywood productions. That's just how we have to do it now. She's right. Right. You know the Satsack board directors. No, exactly. Um, I don't think this is going to be a negative three, but a strong negative two. Super excited. Mm. I'm mega mega happy to watch this. Uh-huh. <laughs> Unexpected. I've uh, opened wide the opportunity that will come. I'm mega ladoning all over. This excited. Yeah, this plus Jurassic Park plus Congo. Perfect movie. <sighs> Congo. You know, that's the first movie that comes up when you type in Tim Curry into IMDb. It's no one of his best way. performances. Amy, pretty. Episode 102, Season 
to episode two trailer for podcast brought to you by sad sack studios round table ladies and gents and thrall what have you got for me tonight educate me teach me about things that you've watched and things that you've done and things that excite you amuse you and so forth please i'm all ears <clears throat> uh well i have uh, something to contribute that i feel like uh, daniel can does, can weigh in on does it feel right for him to talk first yeah it just happened um <laughs> it's going to continue to happen until I retain my uh, original name. Um, old Boy. I watched Old Boy. The original or the remake? The original. Amber. Just okay. the other day. And uh, wow. Wowie was that. Uh, that was fun. It's a great experience that I had. It um, is a brutal film. I, I watched the, uh, I bought the Vengeance trilogy. Mm-hmm. Good so choice. I saw Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Asians are good at vengeance, and uh, and then Old Boy, and both of those movies are super fucked up and <laughs> awesome, like really fucked up. It's uh, it simply me- for Mister Vengeance. Is that the one where they like there's a teacher that's been like molesting the kids, and they bring all the parents in to torture the teacher? Is that the one? No. Okay. No. That that <laughs> it's in that franchise though. Oh, that would be Lady Vengeance then, because yes. there's only three, and I haven't seen that one yet. There you go. Yeah. Um. Anyhow. I suggest it. It's a great movie. It's in all the uh, lists of people's like top whatever movie lists that I think are credible, like uh, Sight and Sounds 250, and it's in the top 100 of IMDb and Mad Max Fury yeah. Road. <laughs> that yeah, that's in there too. Um, <laughs> it's one of the rare movies where it's very popular, very known. But if you haven't seen it, then you're still not exposed to the climatic reveal, which is right. Bad. Which was shocking. I've never yeah. seen Old Boy. Just to throw it out yeah, there. Yeah, you should watch it. Yeah, we know. It's a it. foreign movie that's been on the docket for six years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just take yeah. the like beginning premise of the movie. A guy gets in trouble with some sort of Asian mafia. He gets abducted and imprisoned in their own personal hotel jail. And after 15 years, the door just opens. Yeah. yeah I, know, I know that part of it. And when the remake came out, I was excited to watch... Both. The remake and then have that inspire me to watch the original. But the remake got shit on. Mm, yeah. And then just a big roadblock yeah. went up. So I have a question, uh, Daniel, because I feel like you've probably watched more of uh, Chanwick Park's films. Um, I've really only seen these and The Handmaiden. And uh, he's he's good at doing the, the twists or shock, shock ends and ends. I don't know. Is that normal for him? Yes, that's normal like for him. Watch yeah. all of his movies. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't speak to all of his movies, but yeah, that's normal for him, and that's generally normal for top tier Asian cinema as well. Like they're pretty good at being like, "Oh, you thought that was fucked up? How about this?" <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, anyway, uh, I've suggested it like three times. I think everyone should watch The Handmaiden also. So maybe a double feature mm. of uh, Old Boy and uh, The Handmaiden. And uh, now I toss the ball to anyone. Tell me about a movie. Good work. Sure, I'll throw one out just because it's the only one that I remember. I think I've, I feel like I've seen a half dozen movies since last time we recorded, but the one that sticks out to me is the Netflix original Tau. Have you guys seen this? T-A-U? No. No, you haven't even noticed it pop up on Netflix? I'm, I'm aware of its existence. I didn't really look yeah. that close at it. 
I'm not. I saw the poster. Okay, well, it's it's right in the vein of Netflix in this exact way that I described it earlier, which is that it's not quite cinema. It's definitely not TV movie either. It's got that weird Netflix sort of sheen on it where you can tell an amateur has been given millions and millions of dollars. But it's a movie about a girl that gets abducted about a, by a guy who is abducting her solely to sort of rape her brain for algorithms to increase the potency of his AI that he's created and is trying to sell to like the world market. So it's got a real sort of highfalutin AI sci-fi sort of feel to it mixed with a you know girl being trapped and enslaved. The point is, is that it's a movie where like 80% of it is very rote. Like you've seen it before, even though you've never seen it before, you're the whole time you're watching it. You're like, "Mm, this all feels tried and true or overdone or safe in terms of a person interacting with an AI and that AI being generally curious as to what real life is like and blah, blah, blah. Now, the reason I bring this movie up at all is because it's probably totally forgettable and I, it's not even necessary that you watch it. But for whatever reason, even though 80% of it, I was like, there's like 10 or 15 minutes in it when she is interacting with the AI and the AI comes into full consciousness that I was like in tears and then straight back to being bored and forgettable. <laughs> so I don't know what it is about Netflix, but they like... It's, it's really weird. It's like seeing a passionate child flailing its arms and every five or 10%, it just hits it dead on in a way that nothing else does. And then the rest of it is garbage. That's town. Amanda, did you watch this? No. What is he? Why is he watching all this stuff without you? I don't know when he does these things. Well, uh, are you listening to podcasts while you watch these movies? Yeah, that's a good question. I was listening to a podcast and I also had a tablet open and I was watching <laughs> the reruns of American Dad. <laughs> Amanda, what have you been watching? Oh, I've been on just like a real like TV show. Binge. I've been on a TV binge and like and stuff that I've already seen. There's something I don't know if it's just like summertime blues or what, but I just don't have it in me right now. I don't have the patience to really pay attention to anything. Yeah, so, you watch like twelve seasons of South Park. Yeah, I watched like a gazillion episodes of South Park. Broad City. I rewatched the entirety of Broad City. Um uh, now I'm watching Workaholics. We did watch Rick and Morty. I don't know if you guys talked about that last time, but I think we did. Um, so that was the only new thing that I've seen, and great, wonderfully satisfying. But yeah, for the most part, I've just been slumming it with old sitcoms. Summer and Rick and Morty is time. so good. I feel ashamed at how much I like that after being so dismissive of it. I know. Dog days of summer, relaxing, watching some some comfort stuff, and I I'm on board with that. I also have been doing some comfort things. Uh, Chelsea and I have been really into the game shows, but not just the game shows, the old game shows. <laughs> Watching reruns of like old Match Game 74, Match Game 77, you know? Oh, newlywed 76, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. No, and just watching this old guy, Gene Rayburn. All these guys are dead, pretty much. Gene Rayburn comes out, and just the sexual harassment. Yeah. That's it's like taking place. everybody. Oh, yeah. it's taking place right in front of you. He comes out. And he starts, he, he like forces people to kiss him on the lips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Forces celebrities to kiss him on the lips. And it's all ha 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 ha. But there's a few of the celebrities where you can tell they're like pulling back and they're grossed out by it. And you're just like, that is fucking blatant sexual harassment. If that happened today, there'd be like a million tweets and the guy would get fired. Yeah. Holy shit. 
but he'll take five minutes out of the show to point out that they won't kiss him and <laughs> yeah. make it 10 times as awkward. Oh, it's brutal. It's brutal. Some of the episodes, you're just like, okay, like that went on two minutes too long in a very uncomfortable fashion. Mm-hmm. That is a fireable <laughs> offense. But everything else about the show is wonderful. Oh, yeah, we love it. We watch yeah. like four <laughs> episodes a day. <laughs> you can rest in peace knowing that like eight out of ten of those guys killed themselves. <laughs> uh, I think another thing we didn't talk about uh, last time was Deadpool 2. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about that yet. I don't think We so. saw that so long ago. Yeah, yeah. We never talked about it's it. It's Right back it's in the vein of how you felt about the first one? Yeah. yeah pretty much. Yeah. Uh, not surprised. Yeah. But you... You said it would be better. Yeah, you guys said it would be better. You promised. Oh, we've already, we've yeah, been you, over this. You guys have been down on every sequel that's come out in the last year and a half. So that's Wasn't sort of it? the pattern I'm going off of. Have it we? was better than the first one. It was better than the first. That's we true. We barely agree on blockbusters. I think I've already said this. Like things that Daniel and I like, <laughs> like go bananas over you guys don't like. I mean, it's, hey, I don't know what's wrong with us. We're you not general. Really like don't generalize me. Us. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just the Deadpool stuff. That's the only thing. And John Wick 2, I wasn't as hyped up as everybody else. Guardians 2. Guardians 2, yeah, I was down on that too. Okay, yeah, but fine. that one was bad. 4-3. Three. Three. <laughs> like Which one? <laughs> Guardians 2 is the worst of all of Guardians those. 2 was really bad. We watched it and in theaters. We were excited enough to go see it in theaters, but it was terrible. Well, let's just let's just all agree that Deadpool 2 was just meh, just average. It, w- it was lots of fun. I had so much fun. I had yeah. lots of fun on Deadpool 2 as well. I also I, like. I also think I like Guardians 2 better than the first one. I had fun, really? but I also didn't like walk out thinking, you know. Oh I can't God. make sense of Guardians 1. It's a whole, it's like 8,000 characters and then a 45-minute space battle that I fell asleep in. Oh, man. Maybe wow. you guys are right. Yeah, I think maybe, maybe we are at odds over blockbusters. But isn't that good? Yeah, probably. Well, hey, it's fine. didn't you guys go see to see Skyscraper? Didn't you see that? We were going to. Going to. We flaked out on that. Yeah. Nathan wanted oh. to go see it so bad, and he couldn't drag me. I was like, "No, I'm not seeing any more garbage in the theater." I was like, "But he's, but this character in Skyscraper also has a chest tattoo." <laughs> the showing times have just been t- terrible. Like they're either like, if you want to go for like a matinee, they're like not at lunch. It's either like 10:45 in the morning or, or like 2:30 or 9 p.m. Yeah, yeah the, the, the the times have been just not working for me. So sorry. The, about. Uh, I thought you pre Rock was in the news as part of this um, internet bashing thing. Also, uh, with the crippled person saying that it should have been a real yeah yeah cripple yeah. Oh, how dare they? How the dare that, that Adonis Samoan news. wear a fake leg? <laughs> It was BC News crazy? Yeah. Which which amputee is going to pull down three hundred million dollars with that? Uh, Pistorios with, with Nev Campbell as his backup. We'd have to find a real cripple that's also super fucking hot. Yeah, and ripped mm. to shit yeah. like the Rock is. Yeah, yeah, and is weirdly ambivalently sexual. Yeah. And can make that jump off the crane? <laughs> I don't, yeah. think, I don't yeah. fucking think Pistorios. so. Pistorios on oh, Lieutenant yeah. Dan legs. Yeah, mm. no, no, the wife killer. No, it's too bad. The wife killer. That's right. He did kill his wife. All right. Here's a real recommendation, and it's happening right now. HBO Sharp Objects hmm. with same, Amy Adams. Same, yeah. Same, but HBO existed. Same director as uh, Big Little Lies and Demolition and Ooh. Dallas Buyers Club, and uh, same writer as Gone Girl. And the when the book is written by the same person as mm. Big Little Lies, right? No, yeah, you're hitting no. me with, uh, with a lot of six and a half. No, here. no, 
the director is the same as Big Little Lies. The writer is uh, Gillian Flynn of Gone Girl. Okay. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so six and a half plus six and a half. <laughs> Big Little Lies is fucking amazing. <laughs> you just totally cut that down. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when Big Little Lies was as well, good as it is. Like well, the book and the show were fucking amazing. Well, the main character is cutting herself. Yeah, well, Does that's that help upsetting. You? Does that help you, Daniel? No. Yeah, does she have like autophobia or whatever where she doesn't trust herself around sharp objects? I don't know. I don't know. I just know that there's only been a couple episodes and I'm I'm locked in. I'm really enjoying oh, it. Seasonal shit we're talking about. Mm. Like miniseries. Okay. Eight episodes. Yeah, limited miniseries. Yeah. Like like Big Little Lies. Daniel has Daniel watched Big Little Lies, Amanda? No, I don't think he knows what you're talking about. Has have you watched Big Little Lies? I read the book. I didn't watch the show. The uh, book was the so good, so wasn't it? Yeah, the book was good, but the problem was I, I read the book and then I was like, Well now I know what happens, I don't need to watch it. Yeah. So with that's the problem with like twisty plots mm-hmm. for me like once i know the the reveal i can't bring myself to watch yeah or i was the one i did first <laughs> it was so weird because i was locked into the show and i've been really into the library lately so i just like put a bunch of shit on hold and then it just shows up you know i forget about it and big little lies showed up after i had watched the show so it must have been on hold for forever but i read the whole book in like a week and a half and i was mm-hmm. locked in even though I love the show. Maybe it's because I love the show. Anyways, Sharp Objects I'm having a hard time with because it's really fucking dark. And it's mm. she's always like cutting into herself. Or and, she's, and she's shopping on her phone. Me? <laughs> it was Prime Days, you son of a bitch. Oh, I thought the character was like cutting herself and shopping. I was yeah. like, that is, that, is that is dark contemporary. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, no, I'm you just know like I'm just these bloodstained carpets and like, no free delivery, deeper cut. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm pausing it and I'm like, did you see that scene? That was great. And she's like, oh, uh, no, no, it's shopping. <laughs> Are you seeing? This is a popcorn machine for three hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nerding out about all this camera stuff they're doing. Yeah, I just can't get into it because I don't like feeling shitty. Oh, there. <laughs> And I, I love it. I love feeling like shit. <laughs> yeah. I need a little melancholia to center myself. Um, I would like to say that uh, if you ever get a chance and uh, you're feeling like watching more movies with subtitles, um, <laughs> as well as with uh, with English, there's nope. some English dialogue, but uh, The Square. I, I, liked, I like subtitles. The Square is fantastic. I feel like yeah. I was already burdened that. We watched... No, you, you're talking about The Square from Australia. Yes. Mm. You were burdened a movie called The Square from Australia. This is the square that was in a lineup with the guy that so, was going... Swedish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Jumping so in, on the in, tables. And different from Cube. Right. Yes. Different than that also. All right. Uh, yep. Do you feel like Netflix wants to remake Cube? I feel like they're like right on the verge. Mm. I'd be really into them. I would be too, actually. Okay. Well, if no one has anything else, then we'll bid adieu and thank everyone for joining us and all that jazz. Does anybody have anything else that they're dying to talk about? Nathan, why did you bring up Deadpool 2? I I feel like that created tension. In our relationship with him? (laughs) No. No, it it helped define an adversarial combative blockbuster argument. There's right. this, this is great because now yeah, there's blockbusters that these Ryan two Reynolds. Yeah, these two when there's a blockbuster are going to be like, "Oh my god, it's so amazing." And we're going to be like, "Man, whoopee doo." No, we yeah. were excited about Mission Impossible and The Meg all together. Yeah. Well, Mission Impossible it's Unity. because it's That's fucking for the fact. It's cut oh. to 6 months from now, you yeah. guys, The Meg, The Meh. 
I hope not. Well, no, 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 no. They already They're established. Actually, I have to refine what I say because it's not blockbuster. I think it's just superhero movies. They are. Oh, they've also do. established that it's the second movie installment that we shit on. And in terms yeah. of Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible Two consensus garbage. So I've never seen I think it. I've never seen it. Time will tell that all number twos will be considered garbage at some point. Right. We need a, uh, we need a franchise to go ten films. <laughs> Star Fast Wars. and the Furious? Don't bring up Empire Strikes Back, you piece of shit. That's the, the only number one two. of the best number twos. Well, we've already established yeah. that I only said I was excited about Solo because of Nathan. Right. I really was never excited, well, and not, I hated every minute I was we're not, in the we're theater. Not, we're not talking about Solo. We're talking about number twos. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's Empire Strikes and Back how, and Judgment Day. Those are yeah, the only two acceptable. Yeah. Okay. yeah, you have to go back at least 20 plus years to get to a sequel that's worth watching. That's actually better than the original. Uh, what about Incredibles 2? Incredibles Alien 2 Suck is it. not as good no. as Incredibles Suck 1, it. but it's solid and entertaining and enjoyable. That's uh, uh, Amanda has never movie. seen any of the Terminator films. Oh, my God. <gasps> just just watch Terminator 2. <gasps> you, missed out on, sounds like. you missed out on 5,000 Terminator 2 DVD editions. <laughs> Amanda, what the fuck? Just Terminator know. 2. No, for for a decade, every three months, they made a new Terminator 2 DVD edition. You don't yeah. need, don't, Amanda, you don't need to watch edition. Terminator 1 at all. You just no. need to watch Terminator 2. That's yeah. all you need to do. You don't have to watch Terminator 3. You don't have to watch any of the other Terminators. Just number two. Can you do that for us? Okay. okay. And, and, and Seems like a burden. No, no, no. Terminator 2, like Jurassic Park 1993, yeah. when you go back and watch them, you go, what the fuck have we been doing with technology for 30 years if this looks better than what we make today. Yes. Thank you. That's very cool. I watched Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and said, why does none of this look as good as 1993? Amanda, Terminator yeah. 2, Judgment Day, will penetrate your summer dog days. I guarantee it. Spastically. It's not a good enough reason to use the word penetrate. <laughs> spastically. What was that word? It will spastically the- penetrate your summer delusional uh, TV watching. It'll penetrate. Interloper, integer. What was that question mark exclamation mark? Interobang. 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 It will interobang your mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she watched Total Recall because of me lately, and she loved it. I See, did. I there did. you go. Oh, well, oh, fuck. Good. Get on it right now. Seriously, let's 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 you know let's end this so you guys can go watch Terminator Two. Let Schwarzenegger get it on. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. All right, you know the deal, everybody. Trailerproppodcast at gmail.com. Be the first one to send us an email. <laughs> at tparkpunk. <laughs> a day. <laughs> That's not true. We've received thousands of emails. Yeah, thousands. At tparkpodcast on Twitter. Hey, send us a comment. You know how to do this. Trailerproppodcast.com. You know everything. Sadsackstudios.com. You know it all. If you're listening to us, you know. You know all this shit. So just, you know, get it done. Deal with it. Find us. Find us. Speak. Let us know you definitely exist. Yeah. Tell us your opinion of all of this. What are your thoughts on Deadpool 2? Exactly. Let's put up a poll. We'll see how many people <laughs> how many people actually uh, you know, suck the cock of uh, of of Canadian uh... greatest treasure. Yeah. Was it nostalgic and fun or did they return to rehash part 1 jokes too often? Let's What are your thoughts? Yeah. Let's let's do meta on top of meta on top of meta until we puke. Okay. That's the point. Shut up, Andrew. Jesus fucking Christ. You're fired. Get out of here. Listen, listen here, Andy. Destroy it all with existentialism. Visit us. Say your peace. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.